Welcome to CoronaPod. In this show, we're going to bring you nature's take on the latest COVID-19 developments. And we'll be speaking what is this? around the world about research. <laughs> Someone else has the Hello same idea. Welcome to this, the third of our coronavirus podcasts from Irishman Abroad, a bonus <laughs> podcast that I stood up not knowing what I was getting into, but... Well... Reese Ranch is proud to partner with Marcos Garza and the Garza Law Firm. Hey, this Reece guy monetized. They say Garza. Things are getting hectic. Things are getting crazy. <laughs> it's not time yet to be out of the wall. Don't do it. Be safe. Well, if you find yourself needing legal representation, <laughs> thousands and thousands of thousands of Tennessee is due. That's where Tennessee come through for might have the same number of listeners that we do. I think we actually might have more listeners. <laughs> Not by much, though. Well, we haven't monetized yet, but uh, let's roll the intro. Let's roll the intro. From 87 Lafayette, it's Coronapod. I'm Adam. And I'm Matt. All right, Adam, I'm excited for our second recurring segment today. We've done this once before. Before before we do temp check, I think it is worth explaining that those are some of the other results you get if you search for Coronapod. The first one was Nature. Uh, actually, a, actual experts. Actually, a very good listen. The second one, the Irishman abroad, talks to a bunch of Irish people who are. We, we did talk to one Irish. Person we've already talked actually twice. We've we talked, talked to Max, Max Meehan twice. Um, so we've got that covered. And the third one, we never figured out what it was because <laughs> there were so many ads. Um, with that said, thank you for joining us today. We know there are many CoronaPod podcasts you could uh, be visiting. All of whom seem to be optimizing their search engine results much better than us. That's true. Because that's, that's true. how we found them. That's what happens if you have a cat do your search engine optimization. But with that said, we are going to do our favorite segment. It is Temp Check. Temp Check. And, and do we have the Temp Check theme song set up? Uh... What is the Temp Check theme song? Should we do uh, Temperature by Sean Paul? Uh, why not? Why not? Let's let's do it. I, I've got it right here. Yeah. All right. We're ready. We're ready to go. Let's, uh, let's, let's take our temperatures. Let's take our temperatures. What do you got? Oh, I'm good. 96.7. 96.72. Oh my god, wow. the temperature buddies. Things are looking swell at 87 Lafayette. You know, I'm feeling okay today. The news bad. has not been bad. bad. Really, really, really bad. bad. Not enough ventilators. Looks like I just saw an alert that flights are going to get shut down domestically or maybe we'll get shut down domestically. It's the news is bad, but I will say, I felt pretty good today. We did some fun stuff. We just watched a great cycling documentary. One of my all-time favorites, Road to Paris. Free on YouTube. You too can relive the glory days of the spring classics leading up to the Tour de France. It is a 
a beautiful watch, both knowing that they were all doping their brains out, <laughs> but also suspend disbelief and let a bunch of really, really skinny men not wearing helmets uh, enthrall you for an hour. Yeah. Kind of like what's happening here, here. actually. Yeah. yeah, two very skinny guys. And we're not wearing helmets, although we do wear helmets when we bike, just in case anyone was wondering. Safety first. But yeah, I think uh, today, feeling better. The routine is starting to set in. I'm finding... Mm joy in things that I didn't used to find joy in and finding extreme frustration in things I never thought could be frustrating. But uh, Like what? What are some of the things you're finding joy in? Uh, I'm really just enjoying, like, hanging out, reading a book, really lazy mornings, right? Not rushed to get to the office or anything. Were you ever rushing to get to the office, though? I mean, I don't think I ever, <laughs> I would never take, you know, I woke up at 7.30 today. My first meeting wasn't until 10. Mm. I never have taken two and a half hours before. Um, and it's relaxing. It's enjoying. Um, there are people to talk to around here, which is great. Um, yeah. I feel very, yeah. very fortunate for uh, that. On the frustration side, um, the uh, my family I feel like is very good at communicating normally, um, but the over communication on picking a platform for which to video conference with one set one side of the family um, that's a little much for me right now. There were God knows how many WhatsApp messages, test calls, Zoom, Skype, WhatsApp, you name it. Like what should we settle on? Um, and we've settled on Skype. I will install mm. Skype, but. That, that was frustrating. Yeah, I feel like you've really got to pick a platform and stick with it. But I agree. You know, I wasn't feeling great yesterday. wasn't feeling great last night about this. And I'm obviously still not feeling great about being contained in this apartment and what seems like the prospect of being here for a lot longer. But I do feel like I'm settling in a little bit. And, you know, people are resilient. And I feel like Slowly, we're all going to figure out a way to get through this, and it's going to require a lot of adjustment. Um, but I, I feel okay that we'll make it through. You know, you said, you mentioned that you're finding things to bring you joy. And I was thinking, actually, of a friend who I think we should give a call to, my friend Annalisa, who is an artist, and what could bring people joy more than the arts. So what what do you say, Adam? Should we give Annalisa a call? I, I think that would be an excellent idea. Okay, great. I'm always so nervous. People won't pick up. Hello? Hey, Annalisa. It's Matt and Adam from CoronaPod. <laughs> How are you? I'm really good. How are you? I mean, considering... Well, we were just saying we think we are doing better today than we expected. I'm not saying we're doing well, but I think when I went to sleep last night, I thought I would be doing worse today than I actually am. And we also both just took our temperatures, and they're 96.7, so that's good news. Okay, so that's reassuring. I mean, yeah. I think maybe people are just kind of like starting to settle into the situation a bit more. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about your situation where are you now? Where were you before? And tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so um, right now I'm in Arizona at my parents' place. I came here a couple weeks ago. 
So I grew up in Arizona, and I'm from here, but I haven't been living here for quite a while. Uh, after I graduated from college, I lived in Berlin for a couple of years, and actually for the past like year and a half, I I gave away basically all my belongings except for a couple things in a suitcase and just like stored a few things in a basement. And then I was working online and traveling around to different countries and doing artistic projects in different places. So I went mm. like all around Asia and some parts of Central Europe and Western Europe and like India and Nepal. And I just came back from that basically like at the end of 2019. So I feel pretty lucky that I coincidentally did that over the past year and just came back to the U.S. right now because it would suck if I were still doing that now. Mm, wow, that sounds like an amazing experience. What were some of the artistic projects you were working on? Uh, so I did a lot of murals because I wasn't really able to bring a lot of stuff with me, obviously. And I've gotten really into that because I think street art and murals is going to be seen as one of the really important art movements of this period of time in art history because I think it kind of reflects the way that art is being democratized and brought out into these other mediums and it's almost a response to the fact that a lot of the art world feels really inaccessible to people and it's also really interesting because it's so associated with like travel and international connection and kind of like architecture and urban planning because you go to a place and it's not just the painting that you make it's like how it connects to the history of the neighborhood it's in and the people who are there pass you and come and talk to you and stuff. So when I was in India and Nepal, I made a bunch of murals in different places. I think my favorite one was there is this mural project run by a couple guys in Mumbai, India, and they're doing a project where the there are these slums in the center of Mumbai, which used to be villages in the middle of the jungle, and they were there for a long time before. And basically the city has expanded and swallowed up these villages and now they're like slums inside of the city. And they have, so it must be really a crazy history for the people living there. But this guy is organizing a project where he invites a bunch of artists to come and like decorate all of the houses inside of these places. So I thought that was really cool. And I made a mural of a bunch of native species of animal that would have lived in the jungle at the time that the village was first built. Mm. So it sounds like very much they're inspired by the, you know, geographic area you were in. Is yeah, to, to take it to today, what are you thinking of doing now that you're back home in Arizona, both from a that being your new geography standpoint, but also from kind of the, the current circumstance we're in? Like, are, is that causing any, like, inspiration in a positive way or are you kind of like a lot of us just kind of beaten down and you know just muddling through the days so I mean actually I would say that I feel pretty inspired and positive in a lot of ways I mean I not in the sense that I think probably a lot of bad things are going to happen in our society over the course of the next couple months but I think for artists there's actually a really huge opportunity here to create things and I think it's a little bit harder depending on what kind of art form you're doing, but at least with visual art, I think there's still a lot of potential to create stuff that makes a connection with people through various forms of like media, like social media or 
videos and things like that. So I've been getting involved in a lot of things like that, even just over the past week. And I think there's a lot of really interesting potential because I don't think there's ever been a time in history where there was a crisis that involved something like this and there was also access to social media and the internet and the ability to share images online. And even if there's a situation like, you know, like 9-11 or a war or something like that, it doesn't really universally affect every single person in a society's daily routine in quite the same way. And I think there's something really interesting about that. And there's a lot of potential for artists to take advantage of this and find new ways to create human connection when physical connection is not possible. What are some of the ways your artistic colleagues are responding to the crisis? Uh, So I can talk about some of the projects that I've recently gotten involved in. Yeah, Um, that'd be great. So one thing that I'm maybe doing with my friend Sana, who lives in Karachi, is like painting part of a painting on a piece of paper, but kind of not doing half of it, or not not like leaving spaces in different parts, and then scanning it and sending it over to her, and she can fill in the other parts of it. So kind of like a collaborative painting with someone else in another part of the world. I mean, the cool thing about being quarantined is that it doesn't really matter how far away someone is, because it's essentially all kind of the same, so it's kind of spurred a lot of interesting things like that. Um, I'm doing an illustration for uh, a composition of music by this really awesome musician named Arsen Fahim, who's living in Kabul, Afghanistan, who I met uh, online and have never like actually met in person, but he sent me over an audio file and I'm going to make a painting from it. Or I'm reading a poem for a podcast and making an illustration for that poem. It's called Better Than Shakespeare, the podcast. So I've been trying to partner with either writers or people who are doing music, someone who's doing another kind of art form that can also be transmitted online, and then trying to create something together with them. Do you think that the the quarantine has shrunk distance more than otherwise? Are these kind of collaborations that you think are happening more because of this? Like, is this a net positive coming out of this? Or... So I think they're happening because of it. Because people are coming to the realization that since they're already quarantined, they need to find a way to connect with people. And like I said, it doesn't really matter so much that you're in the same place or not, because aside from maybe time differences, it's not really any more difficult to connect with people really far away. So it's kind of like, oh, why don't I get around contacting this person who I thought was really cool, but like maybe I wouldn't have otherwise because I had easier stuff to do that was in person. I think that's happening with a lot of people, and there's something really cool about that. I think there's a lot of really interesting international connection going on on a lot of artists' social media pages and internet forums and stuff like that and, like, groups that are forming um, that I don't think were happening quite as actively before. Do you think this is going to last, or is this kind of like summer camp where you have your best friend all through summer camp and you promise each other on the last day that you'll keep in touch and nothing happens after? Or do you think this is kind of something lasting and, you know, there's there's talk about how the phone call is back, right? You're calling people again. Is this something similar where you think it'll last long term or is this kind of just a a passing blip and afterwards... People will go back to what's normal. 
don't know. I mean, I've also been wondering this because I think there's definitely this really big burst of communication and connection in the artistic community right now, but I wonder if it's going to kind of like fade away as this continues on. But I feel pretty optimistic that it won't necessarily because there's no other way for people to connect except for using the internet, and therefore I think people will maybe shift their definition of how they use it to kind of include a little bit more... I don't, I don't want to say meaningful stuff, but kind of. I mean, since it's the only way for people to create stuff like that, I think art has a really big opportunity to fill a space here that as long as this situation continues, will continue to exist. Like, uh, I remember reading something recently just kind of talking about how in a situation like this, it's always good to try to figure out what is the skill set that you have that can tr- contribute to the situation and just kind of like figure out what that thing is and then try to really push it into overdrive. And I think what is really hard for a lot of people right now is that they feel kind of helpless. It's like you can't really do anything to stop what's happening and you're just at home and potentially you might not even have any like work you're doing because your job stopped or something like that. And people are kind of scrambling to figure out what to do to fill that space. And I feel really lucky that I think my skill set actually can apply itself to something that's useful in this situation. Like, not exactly in the same way as, like, a doctor or something like that, but in order to fill kind of a social void that people have that just, like, suddenly appeared. And I think there's a lot of really amazing opportunity for artists to do that right now. Mm. Well, we can't agree more. And thank you so much for what you're doing. And we'll really look forward to seeing some of the pieces you're creating. Yeah, thanks. You do. I mean, it kind of seems like you guys have a similar idea in mind, right? Like, people are all starting to do this stuff they thought about doing but felt self-conscious to do. And I think that's really cool. (laughs) Well, thank you. That's the highest compliment anyone's given us yet, although I would say that our abilities are uh, far, far below yours or really most people's. But we're doing what we can. I don't know about that. Like, I, I mean, I, I've never recorded a podcast before, and for all I know, this is probably, like, not very well done on my end, but it's just cool to be able to give it a try. Like, I, my dad's an elementary school teacher, and uh, his students are all at home right now, so I started making these online charming videos, like, doing instructions on how to draw, like, weird animals and stuff like that, and I would never have done that before because I was, like, so self-conscious of doing it, and... I don't know, I was just kind of like, you know, like, I don't really care at this point, I'm just going to give it a try. And I think it's really cool to see people doing that in all of these different forms of media. Definitely. I, I can't agree more, and if there is a silver lining of all the terrible stuff that's happening now, that feels like like the one we've seen thus far. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I don't think it takes away from the fact that the situation is very bad overall, but given that we can't really control that, I think we might as well turn it into something really positive. And I think that's the place where artists and people who work in media can really do something right now. Definitely. Well, thanks, Annalisa, and stay healthy and talk soon. Thank you so much. You too. Thanks so much, guys. Keep it up. You too. Bye-bye. You know, it does feel like the internet, I've noticed, has become a slightly more positive place in the past couple of weeks. There's a great thing by Kevin Roos in the Times the other day about how the internet, which 
has felt like such a horrible place for the past few years feels a little more meaningful recently. Yeah, absolutely. I can only hope that that, uh, that that continues. But for the meantime, we're just going to have to keep making our podcast and uh, we hope continuing you keep listening. to try to stay healthy. So thanks for listening. We'll be back tomorrow night. For now, this is Corona Pod. Stay healthy. Pod is brought to you by Momo the Cat. Follow her at Momo underscore is underscore a underscore cat. <laughs>